Hello and welcome once again to Pool Boys Recommend. And let me tell you, the mullet is going swimmingly. Thank you very oh, much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. It's still around. It's still hanging around. Is that partially yeah. because of your improved hydrodynamics? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Is, nice. is there going to be mm-hmm. expiry date? Is there a date you're planning to cut it off? Uh, there's a best before. Um, <laughs> Not, it doesn't necessarily expire. Yeah, in the, yeah. In the 70s, it was but, best before. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was best before <laughs> the 70s. Um, but, you know, I'm keeping it around in the pantry like a, like, you know, like a, like a good mum. Just keeping it around. Might use it yeah. one day. Might use hot, it one hot day. English mustard. No one's touched it in years. But oh, so. my gosh. They get, and the seedy mustard, that what? Mm-hmm. No one throws them out and no one uses them as far as I'm concerned. I hate, I hate seedy mustard. It it, sucks. It's not actually it mustard. It sucks so bad. It's not mustard. I refuse it, to accept it into the, the umbrella category of mustard. Okay. I mean, isn't it actually mustard, though, the mustard seeds? Yeah, it's very much. Uh, well, yeah, I guess, but like, it's not just I don't like know. Sesame seeds—they smeared like Heinz American yellow all over it. <laughs> I, but it's not the same. Would you call a coca plant cocaine? It's not. I'd call it chocolate eventually, I suppose. Wait, different <laughs> plant. All right, okay, okay. <clears throat> let's move on. Now, obviously, this is a, a recommendations podcast. Uh, we recommend things to each other. We do it, and then we review it. Uh, let's start with our names, I guess. My name's Stu. I'm Chris. My name's Davey. And this week, we're going to start with Chris's recommendation. Hmm. Last week, I recommended that, <laughs> that you dig around into in your childhood, look into your, your heart of hearts and pick your favourite dinosaur and, and come onto the show and tell us why you've picked that dinosaur. And that's what I did. Uh, I was never a dinosaur boy and I didn't think that was that special. And then mm. I sort of talked to some friends this week. about. I was like, oh, you, I have to pick my favourite dinosaur. Do you, what's your favourite dinosaur? And they knew. They yeah, knew. Course. They knew straight it. away. Just boom, straight away. Yeah, like their own mother's name. Home somewhere in a drawer. That's yeah. right. Uh, and so I, I figured I have to really put some thought into this. I really have to. Like this is a thing I just never did, and I should have. But yeah, and now's the time. But I feel like I can't just pick a dinosaur, right? It feels weird just like saying, "Oh, that one." You know? No, you've got to like, have like an affinity with it in some yeah, way. Yeah, you have to have a, have to have a spiritual bond with it. Yes, and. So I haven't, I've got to be honest with you guys, I actually haven't picked my favourite dinosaur. What? Oh. Also, I'm going to do it Well, this here. is, this is the podcast where we don't do the things that we're asked to do. It's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a joke, but it I, really isn't. I thought I would do it with the two of you here today. Oh, okay. okay. I like that. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. So we're right. reverse engineering a dinosaur. Fantastic. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Much like John Hammond in Jurassic Park. <laughs> we're sparing no expense here, guys. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for... The Great Dino Sortiment 2021. Oh, Dino Sortiment. Oh. Okay. So we actually have like a tournament sheet here. We've got like the, you know, versus pairs and then whoever wins from those pairs will move on to the next stage and then we compare them and then eventually we'll have a final pair and we're going to Yeah, compare. That's it right. It ba- basically looks like the semi-finals for dinosaurs. It's great. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's eight seeds, uh, oh, eight different wow. dinosaurs up for grabs. Only one can be my favourite. Fantastic. Who's the gonna be? Uh, and wow. I want you guys to help me here. I want you guys to sort of talk to me, uh, yeah. you know, may offer some opinions, what you might do. But oh, ultimately, definitely. this is my favourite dinosaur, boys, and I hope you mm. can both understand that. Okay. Simple, yeah. All right, all right. So we'll, we'll be answering with you in mind. Yeah, sounds That's good. Right. Uh, so we're going to start with our first seed. Who else could it be but the T-Rex? T-Rex, yeah. first seed, and he's going up against... Oh, first also, also this uh, uh, really important, guys. This is also a drinking game. Uh, oh, so whenever oh. we mi- whenever you mispronounce a, uh, a dinosaur, whenever you hear the th- one of the three of us mispronounce a dinosaur, you have to have a drink. That's oh, thing. is that okay. right? Okay, all right. Hang on, give me one sec. All right, I'll get a drink too then. Oh, okay. oh no, I thought oh, more for the listeners. Uh, okay, no, they're both going to get drinks. Okay. Um, well, I'll get one too. Spared no expense. Okay, and the T Rex is going up against. Uh, the Dilophosaurus? Dilophosaurus? Dilophosaurus, Chris. I'm afraid that's a drink for you. I think that's a drink for you. Uh, but can I also posit that we call it the Dilphosaurus from now on? Ooh. Oh, just get rid of that um, that O in there. Yeah, just the get Dilphos- rid of it. Yeah, all right. We'll call it the Dilphosaurus. That's cool. Now, the Dilphosaurus, uh, for listeners, I'm assuming everyone knows what a T-Rex is. Uh, the Dilphosaurus is, it's got like a frill neck thing. It's got a little like knobby bit on its head. Yep. Uh, and it's known best, for, for me at least, for that scene in Jurassic Park where yep. it like, 
does the frill neck and spits on Newman. Yeah. Uh, spits on yeah. Venom and Newman. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then Natural it, cuts, it, it yeah. cuts to the water and the blood running through it and the, and the screams. Yeah, great that's shot. Right. Great shot. Thoughts, boys? Um, mm, yeah, now, interesting. I mean, it's we are talking about the most famous dinosaur. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's it, it, it doesn't really need introduction. It's yeah. huge. It chomps very hard. It stomps even harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, tail, big. Big tail. Big tail. Four arms, small. Very small. 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 All the budget went to the legs and chomp. It's true, true, it's mm. true. Couldn't put a durry to his lips to save his life. That's mm. true, yeah. Uh, I haven't done much research, but of the research I have done, the Dilphosaurus guy, mm. all that stuff in Jurassic Park isn't real. It doesn't really have a frill neck. It doesn't really spray venom from its mouth. That's all fiction. Oh. Oh. Right? Well, Which kind of makes this a little bit easier. King of the jungle, baby. I'm going to the T-Rex. Obviously, we're going, going to the T-Rex. T-Rex? Okay, going well, the T-Rex. If, if it's... If the Dilophosaurus, sorry, the Dilphosaurus. Thank you. Um, if the, yeah, I'll have a drink. That was a mispronunciation. If the Dilphosaurus, um, well, now I forgot what I was going to say. Next lineup. So <laughs> I, I should say this as well. On the left, we've got the carnivores. On the right, we've got the herbivores. And so we're going to sort of meet them. I like that. I like that's that. Kind of yeah, that's kind that's that's equity. Yeah. Yeah. It's because if, well, also if we put the, if we put the carnivores in with the herbivores, like they're just, they're, you're not going to get any of the herbivores yeah. out. No, because no. they'll they'll eat they'll eat them. That's right. You have to keep them in a different village. Yeah. Up next, we have the Velociraptor versus the Pterodactyl. Velociraptor, mm. the sneaky sort of like dang, dang, scavenger guy. Pterodactyl can fly. This is a great yeah. pair. Great. This pair. is this is is a good pair, Chris. For you, in you know, because we're trying to pick your favorite dinosaur here. That's I'm right. tempted to go Pterodactyl, even yeah, though Velociraptor is my personal favorite. I think because I made this up. And then I was about to like sort of start this, and then I realized, oh, I don't have the pterodactyl there. I don't need to have the pterodactyl. Yeah, because mm. mm, mm, I mm. think as a child, if you pressed me, I think I would have said pterodactyl. Really? I think so. Yeah. I okay. like flying stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's the only dinosaur that can fly versus mm-hmm. a, what is ostensibly a smaller version of the T Rex. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, we have to go pterodactyl. They're both kind of creepy. The Velociraptor. All the photos I found of Velociraptors and stuff. Like the accurate photos, what they actually think they look like. They're like, like the size of a chicken, though. And they? like half covered in feathers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, um, it's been a discovery in the last last little while. Yeah. Wait, so is that true? So the Velociraptor. Uh, a lot of the Velociraptors, yeah, had had feathers. Yeah. Crazy. Yuck. Yes. No, thank you. But they're not even sure that T. Rexes didn't have some sort of down. Yeah, they reckon they might have all just looked like massive birds. Yeah, like a, it's possible. Like a huge ass budgie. Like enormous, terrifying chickens. Yeah. Yeah. Pterodactyl moves forward to the semi-final. Nice. Uh, good over to the herbivore. Nice, over to the nice. herbivores. Yep. Uh, you got the Ankylosaurus. That's the little like spiky boy. Uh, uh, that is, it is actually an Ankylosaurus, which yeah. I mispronounced last week even. So I'll take a I'll take a sip. I used to call it an Ankylosaurus when I was a kid. Well, and it's got that little uh, like a little tail. It's got like a mace for a tail. It whips around and like whacking yeah. the ankle. Exactly. Yeah. That's it, only, it, it would hurt. They could crush the ankle of a T Rex with that mm-hmm. little. Oh, I just yeah. whacked my <laughs> box like thing. Like the uh, like like a like a razor scooter spinning around and whipping your ankle, like that kind of pain, but Ooh, times gosh. a thousand. Yeah. I haven't thought of that pain in a long time. Lucky you. Also, also the pain of just riding a scooter in public—that's a pain. That's a pain. real yes. pain. Yeah. And he is going up against the Triceratops. Uh, three <sighs> horns. You know, everyone knows. Everyone know, loves him. The Triceratops. Classic dinosaur. Classic dinosaur. It's really up there. For I'll be honest, as boys. Far as dinos go. I think you're more of a Triceratops guy, Chris. I think I'll you're more honest. of a Triceratops guy too. This could be the final. This could be the grand final right here. In yeah. another world, if the seeds were different, yeah, this could have been the grand final. Okay. Oh, God. Ankylosaurus. It is such a good dinosaur, though. It's It's got it a is. weapon. The other ones don't have weapons. Yeah, it's very cool. It's like an ancient, ferocious armadillo. It's so it's, cool. Right? Yeah, a tool-using creature. Yeah. Which just means it's evolutionarily, you know, very relevant. And it just feels so different to everything else in the tournament. Yeah. Sorry, the dinosaur tournament. It, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, does, it does have its own character for sure. Yeah. I'm That's doing, actually I'm, a mispronounced Chris, so I'm going to need you to take that sip there. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, the Ankylosaurus does have a big old fetty wop on the... Don't stop till you drop thing on the back of his tail there. Everybody do the dinosaur, what? Yep. And the Triceratops does have th- 
three horns though. Like not just mm. not just one, like a rhino. And a rhino is an awesome animal. Does it that is. make it three times better than a rhino? Yes, oh, of course. it does. Yep. But a three rhino is better than one ankylosaurus. Ooh. Uh, I'm going I'm going with ankylosaurus. Okay. Uh, I, I guess there's your answer, Dave. <laughs> there you go. Triceratops has three three spikes. Ankylosaurus has what, like twenty? A sledgehammer. Yeah. It looks, yeah. looks so cool. It looks so different to everything else. Yeah, but they're not he- so they're not head spikes. Any any old dinosaur can put spikes down its back. Head spikes is where it's at. It just looks like homeless people aren't allowed to sleep on it. <laughs> Pigeons aren't allowed to roost on it. <laughs> uh, up next, up next, we got the Stegosaurus, a, a yep. classic as as well. Yep. Going up against an amazing, a huge classic. Yeah, going up against the the. Oh, have a sip, mate. Oh, didn't even didn't even start. Have a sip. The, <laughs> Diplodocus. The Diplodocus. Diplodocus. Or now, Stegosaurus. The Diplodocus. <laughs> the Duplodoc Martins. The Stegosaurus. That spiky boy. Massive spikes all the way down its spine. Yeah. The size of like three buses or something crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how they ma- measured it back then. The Diplodocuses would all yeah. line up against like the bus depot, and they'd be like, "How big are you? <laughs> I'm three buses." So. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, dear listener. What is the difference between a Dilopithecus, a have, have a sip, mate, bra- have a, bra- bra- a sip, mate, a Brachiosaurus, <laughs> an Apotosaurus? What is the oh, difference between the three of those? This is a bloodbath for you. <laughs> <laughs> what are the difference between those three things? They all have long tails. They all have long necks, like the big old giraffes of the. Uh, I think I know what the difference is. Yeah, what? Only one of them can be the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them can make it on the bloody on the bloody tournament. They're all the exact same. They all look uh, yeah. the exact same to me. One of them's Littlefoot in in um, yeah. Land Before Time. One of them was in that opening shot of Jurassic Park. Mm. They're all mm. the same. This but is did the- they? But did they live at different times or something like that? Uh, probably. I don't know. They're right. all dime a dozen. I'm going the Stegosaurus. Nice. Okay. Oh, down to the final four. Yeah. Up next is the T Rex versus the Pterodactyl. I think we might need to look up some stats. On this, it's <laughs> <laughs> like an ultimate fighter championship or what? Um, okay, so next, so pterodactyl versus versus T Rex. This feels like strength versus technique. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Which I don't know if we've talked about this much, but strength versus technique, absolutely. The wingspan of these reptiles, the mm-hmm. the, uh, the pterodactyl, ranged from two to eleven meters. Oh, it's very long. God, that's a that's at least a bus. <laughs> One that's, that's one third of one to Diplodocus. <laughs> <laughs> Brains versus brawn, you know? Uh, I feel like if, if we finished this and I'd went with a T-Rex, mm. I'd be a basic bitch. And yeah, yeah. I, it, mm. it, I, think that, I don't think that reflects me. I'm going with the pterodactyl. Okay. Look, pterodactyl. Full, credit, full credit to the to the T-Rex. You know? Full credit to the T-Rex. Full credit to the T-Rex. Uh, wow. just, just wasn't the better dinosaur on the day. I no. don't even need to think like think about what the the Ankylosaurus Stegosaurus matchup is going to be. <sighs> There's a lot to it, hey. Yeah, There's not, there is. I, I, I don't think there is a lot to it. They're kind of distant cousins, really, because the the Stegosaurus has got that the barbs on the end of its tail as well. Yeah, oh, it does. It does. I didn't. Think I mean, so does that. the Ankylosaurus. Mm. Um, oh boy, pterodactyl straight into the grand final. Who's going to meet him? The Ankylosaurus or the Stegosaurus? All right, you you look up the Stego. I'm going to look up the Ankylosaurus. I must say, I think this is becoming really clear that I think I think herbivores have it over carnivores. Like, I think the herbivore side is stronger than the carnivore side. Like, if it was a four-on-four tag yeah. team matchup, mm. herbivores would have it, but that's not what we're doing here, boys. You are kind of a herbivore. You just got herbivore energy, you know, Chris? Yeah. 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 I, that's what you're talking about. We should have chosen at least one sea animal, like one of the, uh, one of the ocean ones. They all, they all look like Dilopithecuses. <laughs> have a drink, mate. I love a drink. I love a drink. Have a drink. Let's just stay away from that subject from now for you. Okay? I'm, a, <laughs> I'm worried for your health. Um, yeah, thanks, man. Here's, here's what I think. What we chose the Ankylosaurus and the Triceratops for, we said that you can. It, it's got the spikes on the back and that it's a tool using creature, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. I And then so we chose the Ankylosaurus, right? It's got the spikes on the back and it's got the, the whop on the back. So it, it won. Now, the Stego, it's also why I won over the Diplodocus. Because it's got spikes in the back. Mm. But, like, really, when it comes down to it, like, what are spikes all the way up in the air on the on the top of the Stegosaurus going to do on this low-lying Ankylosaurus? Oh, they're not mm. for attacking at all. Those spikes on the back of a Stegosaurus, they can yeah. they, f- they fill them with, like, they 
uh, suspect that they filled them with blood and they became a very bright colour and that was oh. a defence mechanism to scare away predators. Whoa. Wow. That yeah. is awesome. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, they don't really have a, 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 a violent function. Yeah, well, they're herbivores. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is an, a dinosaurnament and there's no getting away from it. So I'm mm. going to have to say the Ankylosaurus. Mm. For me, you have Stego energy more than Anklo energy, Chris. Mm. Look, my gut, I got to go with my gut. Yep. Yep. Gut is saying Anklo. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it is. It just looks so different to every other dinosaur, you know? Yeah, nice. And so, here it is. Our okay. grand final, ladies and gentlemen, it's the pterodactyl versus the Ankylosaurus. Wow. Okay. Um, but look, boys, where, what are you going with? That that pterodactyl's going to struggle to pierce the outer shell of the True. of the Ankylosaurus. True. The Ankylosaurus weighs in at up to eight thousand kilograms. Big. Yeah. It's big. Big boy. Hide thickness. What would you guys go with? Well. I think that if this... Okay, this pterodactyl in this lineup beat a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, it did. It's already done that. I feel like winning this final match against an Ankylosaurus is, is going to be a piece of cake for this pterodactyl. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going with pterodactyl. Ah, oh, it did beat the Tyrannosaurus Rex. It beat the Tyrannosaurus Rex. That, but at 8,000 kilograms, that's a lot. That's a whole lot of dino for not much. Yeah, that's true. It's the only dinosaur that can fly, but we have birds now. We don't have lizards that have hammers on the back of them. So I'm going to have to say Ankylosaurus. Gentlemen, the winner of the 2021 Great Dino Sornament and my new favourite dinosaur is the Ankylosaurus. Woo! Oh, yes! Oh, yeah. I don't know, it just looks cool, doesn't it? Yeah, good it stuff. Looks so cool. sweet. Tanks. Good so stuff. sweet. And you know what? When you're picking a favorite dinosaur, as much as like that can be your affinity, it looks cool. It, it looks, looks cool. Fine. What else That's are we nice. basing this off? You know, uh, boys. My rating system is out of two. Uh, pretty up and down, much like the Ankylosaurus. You know, you know what you're messing. It <laughs> <you>, is. <laughs> it does what it says on the box. You know. Yeah. Uh, it ankles. It ankles. Uh, it, this was a lot of fun. I'm giving it two out of two. Very nice. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Two out of two. That's great. Yo yo yo. I'm glad you have a fi- uh, favorite dinosaur now, Chris. That's. Great. I know. Finally. Finally. Caught up. Good. You're finally catching up. Climbing trees, picking dinosaurs. This podcast good for you. It, <laughs> it really is. Good for little Chris. Last week, Stu, I recommended to you to go and play the classic text-only adventure, Zork. Oh, yeah. Zork. Zork 1. Yeah. Uh, the Great under- Underground Empire. Fantastic. I'm uh, so, so Dave, about this. day one. Yeah. No Zorks ate my seeds. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Zork. Zork is a text-based adventure game uh, which was released in 1980 uh, and it was in pre-production from 1977. Wow. Uh, so they were working on it for a few years and then they released it and they released it in three installments. And the one that I played is Zork 1, which is the first part of the Zork story. Now, it is Mm. a text-only adventure game. So it sounds kind of boring, but it was actually really interesting. Uh, You only get text up on the screen. You can type in a few directives. uh, Like you can just type in north and you'll move one space north and then you'll get a description of what's north. Uh, The game starts outside... A, a white house, and you are a uh, deliberately nondescript adventurer because in this game, the adventurer is you. You're the one walking around. There's no character that you're controlling. You're you're in the world, and when you when you type in north, you go north, and then they give you the description of what is north. Now, the aim of Zork, and the only way to really beat the game, mm. is to collect all of the 19 treasures and also to figure out all of the puzzles that you need to solve to actually find those treasures. And that is incredibly, incredibly difficult. Yeah. Especially because it's text only. So all of this game, you know, the imagery of it exists in your imagination and it's very easy to lose track of exactly where you are on the map because it is 
it is a large world. You have right? to just imagine it. You, you, got, you, just you got have a piece of paper next to you drawing it while you're doing it. Exactly. And this, so when I was growing up, my dad used to play video games and he would always have a notepad with grid paper and he would always be right drawing out the map of the oh. game that he was playing. Oh, oh wow. So sweet. Yeah, so he would always, and that, that's how games were made. Pre, before games had like mini maps and maps that you could open up in the menu, you would have to, in a book, draw the map of the actual world far out and make notes about like shortcuts and that kind of thing and so i didn't have time to do that in a week so what i did is i went to the internet and i went to a lot of text only websites like old old websites that have walkthroughs and discussions on zork people talking about <laughs> Zork and how to solve all the puzzles i read through lots and lots of walkthroughs yeah to see how to solve all of the puzzles and get yeah. all of the treasure. Yeah. Um, another important thing is once you have all the treasure, you will get 350 points and the points are uh, kept in a tally up in the top right hand corner of the screen. But this is also marked against how many moves you've made. So yeah. you need to oh. solve all of these problems and find all of this uh, treasure yeah. in the shortest amount of moves possible. <laughs> so there would have been a whole generation of people from 1980 who spent years mapping out this game, figuring out all of the little back roads. Like, so when you finally get into the house that you start in front of and you, you move a rug and you find a trapdoor and you go down, you're, you're in the underground empire. And this place is, is enormous, enormous. Huge. Uh, very hard to, to figure out stuff. And there's no one walkthrough is the same. There's no one oh, way. Really? To, no, there's no one way to solve... Oh. Zork. There, yeah. there are so many ways to do it, and each each walkthrough is basically someone who's actually finally finished the game, and then they print out the manuscript of all of the moves that they made, and you just kind of have to follow that. But even when I tried that, right, you're following this thing, but there are so many variables, right? Yeah. In the world, there's a thief that walks around, and at any random point, wherever you are, a thief could just be like there, and usually he's just holding a sack. And yeah, grumbling just some stuff off you. Yeah. yeah, he just steals some stuff off you. And that can just happen at any time. Yeah, and at first it seemed really, really annoying. Like uh, this guy would just come up and stab you. And then once you're stabbed, you can't carry as much. So this, yeah. the game is bloody difficult. Yeah. Bloody you're difficult. Right. But I am proud to say that out of the 19 treasures that you can find, I got 18. Oh, wow. Ooh. 18. Wow. I played that, over the course Chris, of this week. I don't week. know. That, that is really impressive. I was, I was literally expecting you to say three. I was really, I thought it'd be really, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I did it. And I played, I played through the game with the notes of various other walkthroughs, you yeah. know, on next to me uh, and a map as well. Lots of people have made maps. So I had all of that out in front of me. So it made the things way, way easier, but I got 18 out of the 19 treasures and the only reason why I didn't get 19 is because one of the treasures is a brass bauble. To get this brass bauble, <laughs> you need to, at the very beginning of the game, climb up a tree, take like a Fabergé egg, right? Yeah, and then in a nest. And in a nest. Now, you can make the mistake of thinking that this treasure is complete in and of itself and put it in the case. That is a mistake. What you need to do, and it's not intuitive, but what you need to do is you need to walk around the game, wait until the thief comes up to you and he's starting to look nasty and wanting to steal stuff from you. And then you have to type in the directive, give thief egg. Because inside the egg yeah. is another treasure, which is like a little whistle, right? A little, a, a little yeah. canary that you can crank up and it sings a beautiful tune. And the yeah. only person in the game with hands nimble enough to open up the Fabergé egg without breaking the little wind-up canary is the thief. I so, broke the egg, like, instantly. I threw it on the ground and it broke. That was, that was my one mistake. I, uh, <laughs> I, I broke the egg with the rusty knife and uh, I, uh. I broke the egg and, and I broke the, the um, wind-up canary. But you're yep. supposed to take that wind-up canary oh. back to the place where you got the egg, wind up the canary, put it in the and then put oh. it in the nest, and then the bird comes back to its nest, bringing with it a shiny bauble. And that's the oh, that's like the final this, puzzle. This is some Monkey Island bullshit, right? It here. is Monkey it, Island. It is very it is Monkey, Monkey Island, Island bullshit. That's why I gave it to you, Stu. Now Gosh. you'd you'd think that a game that's text only would be 
pretty boring and kind of tiresome, especially in 2021. Like, there's so much better... Well, there's so much more immersive entertainment yeah. out there, or it seems that way. But really, for me, and maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm just weird, but I loved this. Like, nah, you're so weird. You're weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you was, are, but it's unrelated to this. Yeah, yeah. That, that's fair. Um, yeah, it was just such a fun game. I had the best time, like, running around, getting lost. Um, I tried to, I thought I was more clever than, than the walkthrough after doing it like four times. And so I was like, oh, I can skip this step. Uh, and there's, there's a, there's a point where you have to put, oh, you have to put a lump of coal and a screwdriver into a basket, lower it down, get through a maze, find the, the room that's underneath the basket, put yep. that into an old machine, turn yep. it on with the screwdriver, and then you have a diamond. Uh, oh, and you need a torch to actually be able to like see what you're doing. And I was like, well, oh, yeah. what's the point? What's the point of like turning off the lantern, putting the lamp in the, uh, putting the burning torch into the basket? Like mm. that doesn't make any sense. I'm just gonna do it a bit quicker in less moves, and I'm gonna go straight down uh, with the coal. And, mm. and and the screwdriver. Turns out one of the rooms that you have to pass through is full of gas. Yeah. And that... It just kills you. Th- there's three hours of my life. I'll never get back. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I would have hated this. How many hours do you think it took you all up? Um, All up, I reckon I probably played for about maybe six and a half, seven, seven hours, like over the week. Okay. Just like jumped on it. I jumped on it every day and had to go through it every day. Sure. Uh, and my best run was, yeah, uh, 18, 18 treasures and a total score of uh, 342, I think it was. It anyway, good. it was high. It was, clo- it was close to 350. This was fantastic. Uh, if you're interested in old school gaming and you want to see what it might have been like, you know, to play a, a fantasy adventure game, because this is like what Lord of the Rings is to modern fantasy novels. Mm. This is like the beginning point almost of of fantasy adventure video games and it's just fantastic so definitely play zork you can play it for free online it is so much fun and i'm actually very tempted to play two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven and twelve. Oh boy yeah. there's 12 of them there's 12 zorks there's i did 12 not zorks. know that the last wow. one came out in 2000 and was remade in 2001 that's Jeez. awesome i would love if anyone out there with any power to do anything about this is listening i would love a remake of zork one on like PS5, that would be amazing. Oh, like, like the proper, with huh. like in the proper world and like yeah. all the puzzles. You'd have to change some things because like part of the the mystery of the game is like not actually being able to see everything. But yeah, um, did you did you like the um the painting of the bank manager? The painting of the bank manager. Did you find the Did you find it? I guess I didn't know. I I oh. took I took the beautiful painting, which is one of the treasures. Yeah. And I looked at the painting. I literally typed in, look at painting. And it just yep. says, there is nothing special about the it's, painting. It's nothing special. It's beautiful. I love yeah. that it doesn't describe what it is. No, no, it doesn't. And there's there's fun little things in the game. Like when you try to push the boundaries of the game and like type in random stuff that you think it might recognize. Yep. Like I typed in jump and it was like, good for you. Did you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. Is and then fun I, to play like this? And then I typed in hop and then it was like, congratulations. You can now move to the second grade. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Wow, um, sassy. Yeah, it is sassy. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's yeah. very funny. It's a bit like Monkey Island when you when you click on something that's not actually gonna solve any puzzles. The game is like, why would you even do that? Yeah, <laughs> it punishes you for not doing he it. Told later. me that it's there. Yeah, exactly. See it. Um, gosh, this is a difficult game. The most difficult game I think that I've ever played, puzzles wow. wise. Um, because without those, without those walkthroughs, I would have been absolutely lost. And, and just as a final, like kind of heartwarming thing that I found in my research, a lot of these walkthroughs are made by just one person who played the game a thousand times and figured out all of its, all of its secrets. Yeah. And there was some really sweet stuff written at the bottom of a, a lot of these walkthroughs. Like, thanks to my uncle who found the magic boat. Thanks to my cousin who suggested oh. that I rub the mirror. Um, so awesome. Because why would you think of rubbing the mirror, but exactly. rubbing the mirror actually transports you to a different part of the game, which is yes. necessary to find. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Did you, I, I was actually talking to a um, friend of the show, Chris Marchant, who absolutely froths this game. Oh, yeah. Um, I can understand why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very on brand for him. But yeah, he said, there's no way that Stu is getting through the maze first try. I mean, of course I didn't get through the maze first try but when i when i had the walkthrough next to me and i just went southeast southwest up down yeah, yeah, yeah. done because yeah. like why would you if you okay you're in a maze you literally can't see anywhere where you are 
like you you've just got text on a screen and every yeah. time you're in the maze you go a different direction and it says you are in a maze every direction looks the same and that that's all you get that's all you yeah, get and so you're it. just you're walking around blind why would you ever think to press up or down yeah but you have to you have to just try that in the perfect spot to get to this particular room where you need to pick up like a, a screwdriver, which is going to be really important to open Floodgate 3 so that you can get the magic boat, get the boy that's sitting in the water after you wait five times in the magic boat in the middle of the island, open up the boy and get the sapphire encrusted diamond. Uh, sorry, sapphire encrusted bracelet. Why someone put a sapphire encrusted bracelet inside a boy? I have no idea. Um, you have lost your mind, Stu. I mean, why did anyone put a Fabergé egg in a nest? Yeah, actually, that's true. Why does a bird have... It's a, a Fabri- little... It's just a Fabergé bird, I guess. Why is there nothing in the trophy case? <laughs> I I could talk about this for a lot longer, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up now. Go uh, give it a punt. It's really fun. It is. It's so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, definitely try it. Unless you're Chris, who... Uh... Yeah, I played for 30 seconds and did not have fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you, yeah, I can imagine, actually, because like it, it takes a while to get into the house. It's like north, north. <laughs> You are you are you cannot go any further. The forest is too thick, and it's like, well, what the fuck am I playing this game for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are at the side of the house. There's no entry. Okay, I will go out to the next. Okay, they're at the front of the house. Everything's barred up. Don't even bother. Yeah, I know. Like it. Yeah, getting in the house is the, is the first step uh, of of many. Um, cool. Uh, my rating system is out of a possible thirty stars, separated into three categories: ten for experience, ten for spiritual growth, and ten stars for stars. Boys, this one is getting nines across the boards. Hey, very nice. I love playing video games. I love solving puzzles. I love fantasy. It's fantastic. The only thing that was missing was just a little bit of visual stuff. Um, <laughs> the thing that is. <laughs> Canonically missing. Yeah. Like I went from playing, I'm replaying The Witcher 3 at the moment and going from that to this, it was like the the difference was stark, but still very, very enjoyable. So thanks very much, Dave. Awesome stuff. Go and try and find the the bank manager's painting. I will actually. Go and try and find it. Yeah. Is it it in the gallery? It's not in the gallery. No. Oh, okay. But it's near there. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's past the troll room, but not. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Before the gorge near the gallery. You get it. I get it, yeah. I get it. I don't. I don't get it, actually. Last week, Dave, I recommended that you uh, revisit your learner permit (laughs) test, your L's test. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, Have another crack on the practice ones online at Vic Rhodes. It's good to brush up. Yeah, you you haven't seen me. I mean, I haven't driven a lot in the last two years, so it makes sense. Uh Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and for like the five years before that, I didn't really have a car properly. So mm-hmm. there was that. So it's not that bad. When I first did my L's test, I actually failed it. Really? really? Yeah, I did. I failed it because I didn't study at all. Oh, I just yeah. thought I would just go in there. I've seen, I've been in heaps of cars. I'll be fine. I'll go in there. <laughs> uh, and then I didn't, didn't get it. And then the, uh, the second time I did, I knew all the answers and I would have gotten it, but it was like one of those like screens where you have to touch a button but it's yeah. like oh, it's like a screen but it's like one of those old touch screens so yeah when you push it it doesn't necessarily push exactly on the spot that you are pushing and so like i pushed the right answer and then the one below it went and then that just brought me under the limit and so i oh i, I failed i failed the second time too wow that's <laughs> brutal absolutely brutal and then like me trying to explain that to my mum, who just paid 80 dollars or something for me to do it was like mm-hmm. are you kidding I mean, a lot can go wrong at the depot. They put the, my wrong date of birth on my license. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just live so with good. it. It's so good. It's not a hospital, guys. Come on. Uh, <laughs> and now what I'm assuming is I've probably failed it a third time as well. So judging by the noises that Chris has been making in the chat. Uh, look, I'm just, I'm just the boring old pencil pusher over here. I don't care about you or anyone else who's been waiting three hours for my attention. All right? Yep. I'm yep. just doing my job. Okay? Great. Um, now you have you have big driving instructor energy, Chris. You do, you do. Look, listen, kids. <laughs> look, I will just say, Dave, you should be happy. This isn't your piece. Now, how do you think you did, mate? How do you think you did? Look, I I really don't know. And I thought when I first did the test, I was like, I'm just gonna like do all the answers now, and then I'm going to come back and then relook at it just to see, just you know, because I didn't study or anything. No. You'd think that me having my full driver's license should be stuff should be study enough, but there you yeah. go. Um, yeah, so I, I think that I probably have failed. What percent do you think you got? Oh, oh okay, uh, you need 90% to pass. Like, that's in, in real life, to pa- get your L's, you need to get 90% on the, on the, on the exam. Mm-hmm. Jeez, I don't know, uh, maybe 70? Right. Well, let's have a look through. 
I'm currently sharing my screen to show Dave's yep. answers on how he yep. and how he did. Yep. Let's, okay. uh, I'll, I'll, yep. let's just stop here. Okay. Question number 12. You are driving vehicle A. You want to turn left. How much? How must you approach the intersection? Now, mm. it's a T intersection. Uh, there's the straight road up top and approaching from the bottom uh, is Dave's car. Car little, little green little car, A. It's got his blinkers on. It's going to turn left. Uh, you want to turn left. How must you approach this T intersection? A, as close to the left side of the road as possible. <laughs> B, as close to the left side of the broken white line as possible. Or C, as close to the middle of the lane as possible. Now, okay, I can see what's happened here. You've said C, as close to the middle of the lane as possible. Would you like to explain your answer to the class? <laughs> Just straight, straight down the middle of the road. <laughs> the lane. It's a lane. I know. I know that it says lane. I know. Oh, the lane. I'm not like pulling over to the left into the ditch. I'm not pulling over to the right so that I'm in the middle of the, like, <laughs> the middle of the road. I'm in the middle of the lane because the lane, it's two lanes of traffic. <laughs> on a, on this road, yeah, but uh, there's two, yeah, there's just two lines of traffic, and you're in the middle of the left-hand lane. Yeah, uh, I guess to leave room for maybe parked cars or bikes or something like that. Well, if I'm all the way on the left, then I then the turning circle on the car will be too steep, and I might pull into the other the oncoming lane. Yeah, I, it's not a factor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, all right. The correct answer is a as close to the left side of the car as possible, the left side of the road as possible. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. hopping the passenger seat. Will I, Chris? Um, well, because you know, someone might want to pull up to the right of you and might want to turn right, so they should be able to do sure. that. But, uh, That's right. Sort of Fine. Left there. Fine. All right. Okay. okay. Well, other than that, you did pretty good. Okay. Or did you? <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, let's stop. Let's stop here. Question Ooh, number seven. Oh, this is a tram. This is a tram question. This is a tram question. Now, I did feel a little bad giving you the Vic Roads version of the learner permit test. That's fine. But you have driven in Melbourne many, many times. Yes. Many hours. Spent driving in Melbourne. You've driven around trams before. That's true. So I thought this would be a fair question. Okay. They are a goddamn nightmare, though. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're not they used are. to them, they're a nightmare. A tram has stopped at a tram stop. All pedestrians have got off the tram and they're reaching the curb. The tram has closed its doors. How fast are you allowed to drive past the tram? Now, the, the options are A, up to 10 kilometres per hour. Yeah. B, up to 20 kilometres per hour. Yeah. Or C, your choice, Dave, up to that road's speed limit. Now I can see why this might seem dangerous, <laughs> officer. Now, uh, in, um, in 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 uh, in in the learner permit world, we call this the joke answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so the thing that confused me about it is that A is up to ten k's, B is up to twenty k's, and this is me not knowing. You know, I, I, like I don't have, I haven't studied. Like I don't know what that actual thing was, and it seemed like mm. this was the answer that they were like. This is the definite answer in a way. Do you know what I mean? Sure, it's not sure, like sure, this sure. is just yeah. like they've just chosen two arbitrary speeds. Yeah. Gotcha. But I'm assuming yeah. now that it's B. I reckon uh, it's A. You're wrong again, a. Dave. It is A up to a, 10 kilometers go. per hour. I'm not. You can't take this lead <laughs> off the pedal. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> He's got places to be, people. Yep, that's right. And it's, <laughs> it's barging into these pedestrians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Let's talk about this one. Question number 31. This is the second last question of the test. Okay. You'll have to do a pretty detailed explanation of this. Yeah, it is It is a tricky one to explain. In which of these diagrams does vehicle A, the green vehicle, have to give way to vehicle B, the red vehicle? Now, uh, the first diagram shows a the, the green car, car A, merging into it's like an, an oncoming road. Think about like how you have to merge into an, an highway or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Car B is coming from behind. Uh, and uh, the green vehicle, green vehicle A, uh, yeah. is, is merging in, but vehicle A is clearly in front of vehicle B. Yeah. And diagram two, uh, is this vehicle A and vehicle B coming opposite ways, uh, on, on one, one road on either, either side of the road. Uh, yeah. vehicle B has gone straight ahead and vehicle A has got his blinker on. He's doing a U-turn, which he's is chucking a U-E, which you can just do basically anywhere in Victoria. That's yes. True. Uh, so in which of those diagrams does the green vehicle, vehicle A have to give way to vehicle B, the red vehicle? So what I've said is both diagrams one and two. We've gone now, with all, all of the above. So my reasoning is that, you know, if this if these two cars are clearly this close together, then you're going to stop to let that other car go past. You're not just going to speed into it because they're going the braking distance isn't enough. And then number two, you're not just going to turn a right turn, like a U-turn right in front of the car, obviously. So you'd mm. wait for you it. You got that one right. You got that one right. Of course, in diagram number two, uh, you have to wait before you just do a U-turn. Yeah, and so yeah. I assume the answer is B, diagram two only. That is that is the correct answer. Okay. Yeah. 
I think um, it's only because there's no white line on right. diagram A stopping Maybe. the car, like ma- indicating that the car has to stop. That it's a separate lane or like that, that it's a, a new emerging road becoming a new road. But that's yeah. what I thought that the, the road said. That's what the road said to me. It gets a bit tricky with the, these tests because you're, you're applying practical logic to what is a theoretic, theoretical situation. Yeah. This is all yeah. very theory. This is all very who has run yeah. away in this specific situation. I think you're getting a bit too, too practical there. Which okay. is not the case for most people doing their L's. Like, they have no practical experience. They're coming in blind, you know? Right. right. So, what we're saying is it's the RMS that is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So, I've just gone through three of them there, like like you did with me in my maths test last week. Yeah. Uh, you need 90% mm. to get your L's. <laughs> okay. To graduate and get your L's. You need 90%. Yeah. Right? David Reynolds. Uh-huh. You got... 90.06%. Whoa. <laughs> well done. Hey. Get degrees, baby. I got it. I got it. I got <laughs> it in there. You're officially not a menace on the roads. That's right. Officially. Officially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, only in Victoria. Congratulations, mate. I am completely, su- I am very surprised that I passed. And I, I thought that you were going to absolutely roast me about, about this. So No, mate, you're... Well, I mean, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people argue that you should have to get every single question right on your L's test, but, uh, yeah. look, I haven't, I've never driven before, so <laughs> Officer. that's just an unrealistic expectation. Yeah. And that's, it's really not fair if the computer every now and then is going to be like, I think you meant to answer with this answer. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah it's the computer's fault. Let's blame the computer, shall we? Yeah. It's the computer's fault. I, um, I was, so I did have a big break in like how much I drove for a, for a few years there because I just mm. didn't have a car because I was in Melbourne because there's trams everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but trams that other cars were just racing past. At the speed <laughs> oh yeah, just breaking at speeds. <laughs> um, no, but I remember that I have like I was also like quite afraid of driving for a bit, and it was mm. because I got my L's and that was fine, and then I did my P's test. And I failed my P's test one time too, oh, um, but then. When I did have my red peas, I was smooth sailing. And then I got my green peas, no problem. Yeah. And then the first day, maybe the second day that I had my green peas, I'd actually specifically gone out and got my green peas because the the limit then was 90 on your reds and 100 on your greens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was right. going on a trip up to Casuarina with you, Chris Eastlip. I was there. I and so we wanted to like, you know, uh, get up there because it's a long drive. It's like 12 hours-ish. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to be doing the speed limit, obviously. And um, on the last day of the trip, uh, our friend James Manning, whose car we'd driven up in, uh, he got a call from his mum being like, why the hell have you got a speeding fine? Oh. And we all looked around and we said, we, where, where was it? And it says, and she like reads out the location of it and goes, well, who was driving then? And I was just like, we all just looked around and then I said, oh, I think it was me. Because I had a, a, a shocking flak, flashback, a, a very a very lucid um moment of clarity when I thought about the probably two hours where Chris and Manning and oh. I were all pressing the ex- <laughs> we were just pressing the hazard emergency lights. lights the hazard lights and just pretending the car had NOS for like two hours <laughs> it was a very a very long drive okay and there's a lot of road work too there's a lot of road work. it's it's not reasonable of them to expect that i won't pretend that the car has nos and hit the hazard lights <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame it's a shame that that question wasn't in this test yeah what do you yeah. what, Where, do, you do, what do you do when you get bored on a road trip hit the hazard the lights NOS. and pretend you're in fast <laughs> and the furious baby yeah. <laughs> and then so when so the reason that i was afraid of driving is because when you Oh, you're on your green peas. You have seven demerit points, right? And any speeding fine, no matter what it is, or I mean, the, even the lowest level actually is four um, points off your license, right? So I only had three left. And that was the first day of two years of driving on my green peas. Oh. And so it was just like nerve wracking all the time. Like I was so paranoid about driving because I thought that I would lose my license every time yeah, I got in the car. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, every time you saw a tram, you just take a different road. Just get yeah, out of there. <laughs> speed right on past it. Uh, you got a rating, mate? Well, I did better than I thought. Um, 
and I, I was waiting to figure out what my actual um, score was before I did it. But I, I suppose um, my, my rating system is out of 100, ladies and gentlemen. I use every number between 1 and 100 one time, which means that at the end of 100-ish episodes, I will have a list of all the things that I've done and how good they are definitively. I'm going to give this one... Actually, how many how many questions out of... How many questions were there? 30-something? Uh, you got 29 out of 32. It's 29 free. 29 is free. I'll give it there 29. It is. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Good stuff, Davey. I'm, I'm glad that you're, um, you know, that you're a good driver, really, because I've been in the car with you that many times, but I didn't really know. <laughs> <laughs> you never really tell. I wasn't sure. Just, it's just that 0.6 of a percent over yeah. being competent that, yeah. you know, it's like, ah, technically, I guess. No, I, I, get, I, guess, I guess you'll be fine. I, I do get a bit worried sometimes when you, like, you smash that, that hazard button in the middle and just start going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I am pretty liberal with the handbrake. Mm. Uh, speaking of um, braking, how about some braking and entering? Let's watch Home Alone. Yes, nice, nice. Let's do it. Family movie night. Latest throwback craze. Latest throwback craze. Welcome to Family Movie Night. This is the part of the show where we watch ten seconds of the film Home Alone. Starring mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin, starring a cop, starring a pizza man who They're the main is about to get that scorilla. Finally, after weeks yeah, of waiting. Finally, mum's finally paying the the pizza boy and the and Joe Pesci, the cop, is looking on. Let's see what happens. Let's go. Well, the money's come out. Uh, That's a lot of money. She's not even counting it. She's just splashing it around. You forgot my cheese pizzas or something. You need more cheese. He does not care. Here we go. Joe Pesci's moved back into frame. Okay, having another chat with mum. Okay, these guys, these, they've left a pizza man and a policeman. Bad combo to begin with. (laughs) In. In the the front room of their massive house, yeah. while yeah. they is, ate pizza, this is completely redundant, and it just reinforces the long held belief that I've had that pizza cars should have sirens. Yeah, they should. That's the moral of the story of Home Alone. Just roll them into one, make them a pizza man. They should. You you never then you'll never have to wait more than twenty minutes for your pizza, no matter where you live. It is true. Yeah, it's true. Well, guys, that brings us to another week of recommendations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were sort of saying off off. Mike, that this week sort of feels like the pool boys a year ago. I know mine certainly does. Mm. Uh, who would like to start us off? Uh, yeah, I'll jump in. Go on then. Dave, everyone who listens to this show knows that you love conspiracy theories. <laughs> I don't mm. love, love them, but yeah. Love, love them. And they love you. You're interested in I, them. I mean, I do. I do kind of love them. <laughs> I, I, I do kind of love I kind of love them. Anti-vax Dave is what they call him. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an opportunity to express that love next week for your recommendation. Mm. There is a conspiracy theory out there that is well, well known, yeah. but not well understood, I don't mm. think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want you to come on the show next week and try to learn us a thing or two about the Mandela effect. Mm. Haven't I already told you about this? Oh. Uh, no, not me. There might have been. <laughs> it's, okay. Okay. God, I thought oh, Dave was in man. prison this whole time. I know. I wasn't in prison the whole time. Wait, hang on. Jeez. Is Mandela dead for you guys? <laughs> he is. You mean right now he is? <laughs> he is. Look. <laughs> is he, sorry, can you see Mandela in the room with us right now? <laughs> uh, no, he's actually in the front room. I'm just eating my pizza. Okay, okay. cool. He's been in the front room for years. Um, okay, that means it's me. I'm giving this to Chris yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, Chris, I'm going to um, give you something that's a little bit... It's, uh, it's, it's something that you're seeing happen a bit more and more on Netflix these days. Okay. I'm going to get you to watch something. Um, it's basically... Um, it's an animated album. Oh. Yeah. This album is called Sound and Fury by Sturgill Simpson. It is an absolute platinum banger of an album. I bloody love it. And when Netflix uh, approached him to say, hey, we want to make uh, an anime album art, an, uh, an animated album yeah. for, for, for this album, he said, what is anime? Okay. All right. That's a nice little teaser. That's a nice little teaser. He's the guy for the job, clearly. Yeah. 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 It's it's great. It's really good. Awesome. Okay. I'll I'll give it a try. Stu, I'm recommending for you this week. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always just wondered this. Like, if I was put in this situation, which why would I ever? But like, if I was put in this situation, what would I pick? And it's just I think it might show a lot about your personality. Look. Okay. Uh, Stu, I recommend that for 24 hours this week. 24 yeah. hours, you only eat one food. And not like you don't eat for most of the day. It's just like you've got breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks in between, 
but yep. all of it is just the one food. You cook it's it however you like. It's just all the one food. Right. you got butter, oil, salt and pepper. You can just use whatever, you, like all the basic cores, yep. you know, staple uh, pantry mm. ingredients like that. Gotcha. Every dish has to have a hero of the dish. But yeah, it's only the, only the hero though. Yeah. Only the hero. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So does that mean he can choose like schnitzels? But he could also choose like an apple. Yeah, I guess. Like I, I think I think there's a balance so, in hey, there. Is this the like is this the Iron Chef ingredient for one day? Is that basically what it is? N- no, no, no. It's, yeah, it's Iron Chef if they only have that one ingredient and nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Iron Chef they can cook with. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. So like. Cool, 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 cool. I don't know. I'll let this up to your discretion, but like you know, kind of like the garlic one that I did, except that if all I ate was garlic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. Oh, if I was okay. putting garlic on garlic. All right, I'm glad we clarified that. So I can't make a bunch of burrito and then just eat burrito. Like, I, can I do that? Or is it just mince? Like, if it's mince is what I choose, then it's just mince. It'd be more mince. Look, I, I, I'll gotcha. allow just three burritos in a day. Like, that. that is okay as well. I mean, that's uh, a normal day for me. It sounds like a week <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the real challenge would be if it was just the mince or just the tomato or just the lettuce all day. I'll try and make it as difficult for myself as possible, as per usual, in all facets of life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fantastic. Those are our recommends for next week. Make sure you tune back in and have a listen. Uh, we have a Patreon if you want to support us. Uh, we also have, we can we give a little bit back to you for supporting us. Uh, if you sign up at a particular tier, you can get yourself a mug. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, once you've contributed $100 in total over the course of however long you want to take, uh, we will do your own very, very own special episode. Oh, so, yeah. That's right. Yeah, jump on the Patreon and that's something to look forward to. Very cool. Uh, also, check us out on all our socials, Pool Boys Comedy on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're going off on TikTok at the moment, boys. We have more mm. TikTok followers yeah. than we have anything else followers. Hell yeah. yeah. And that's all That's all, Chris. Well done, Chris. Well, yeah. well done. Big, well done. A big few weeks. Anyway, um, go, yeah, go check them out. They're, they're pretty fun. Uh, and yeah. also, remember, you have to check us out on the App Store. We've We're got on the App Store. Poor Boys Comedy yep. on the App Download Store. Download the Poor Boys, the Poor yep. Boys Comedy app. That's right. It's pretty clunky. 1.3 stars and four reviews, but hey, <laughs> give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Why not? It's mostly clunk. Yeah, mostly <laughs> clunk. Though. 90% clunk, 10% app, that's right. really. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'd also like to give a shout out to the band Apex Bloom for the use of our theme song, Roll. Oh. Give, them a, give them a squiz. It's locked down, so they're not playing any gigs, but they're on Spotify, so go and check them out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you can also... Uh, Write us a review on on the um, yeah. Do it now. The, do it now. Yeah, go, right just go now. and give it a punt yeah. on, on the the do Apple it, iTunes podcast store. Or you can also try and do it on the App Store, I suppose. Yeah. Try. Don't do that. Do do it the proper way. Do it the do it. Okay. Give us the give us the good shit. Give us give us the good sh- give, give us, us the good, good shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm Stu. I'm Chris. I'm Davy. And Davy. Yeah. Bit of bump bump to take it away. Yes, that's correct. That is correct. Well done. Yes. Let's go all day. He's trying to rip off his chair. Anyway, what a week. Also, it's good mic technique. What a week. 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 I don't know. I think maybe just a bad rhythm. Well, oh, that's definitely true. <laughs> Let's be real. Don't all clocks tick in a syncopated pattern? <laughs> yeah. That's jazzy. It's a jazzy, it's clocks, a jazzy you know? clock. Quarter to jazz. All, all the numbers just say jazz time. The little cuckoo comes out playing a saxophone. The cuckoo on the saxophone. Yeah, man. Cuckoo. Yeah, he's one of the best. One of the greatest that ever did it. One of the greatest that ever spat down a tube. You know what I'm saying? Uh Fantastic.